Since the dawn of time, people have been coming up with ideas. Most of these ideas are trash. Hot, hot trash. Enter three individuals bent on taking these ideas, movies, products, alternate dimensions, and making them worse. Probably. Mm, probably worse. I mean, we might make one better. No. Pitch doctors. That looks. I thought that looks like a uh, a, fan, a fancy tampon. Oh, I thought it, it was, was like a hard candy. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never look at it the same again now. <laughs> I don't think tampons should have bows on them. They're for girls. I thought it was you. You open. I know, it. but that's like bound to get lost in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, you don't put the wrapper. You don't put the wrapper up. Oh, that's wrapped. Okay, I if it's wrapped. <laughs> I thought that was the wrapping. If that's the wrapping, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm not putting bedazzled tampons up there. Yeah, th there's <laughs> glitter up in there. That's never coming out. No. I have a shirt from like seventh grade that got glitter on it. Got a nephew and glitter in his skin. Skin glitter. As <laughs> he came out. Uh. Uh, mom was a raver. Yeah. A lot of glitter. <laughs> Kid came out glittered. And boy, can he dance. <laughs> It's completely unrelated. <laughs> but you're kind of setting them up to learn to dance if they're if they're glittery throughout their whole childhood. Mm. Uh, okay, here we are. We are the Pitch Doctors. You're, you've made it. We're all here. I'm Mike Friday. I'm Mitchell Bradbury. Milana Ward. And uh, we're here. Our mission statement is to take your ideas and make them better. We're going to make them better. Uh, we're going to find a way to do it. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna wonder why you even had the idea by yourself in the first place. You're gonna be like, I should just send everything immediately to these people. Um, so today we are uh, we we're still waiting for more of your sort of responses to come in, um, and uh, so we're gonna like run through some other stuff today, some of our own pitches as we did last time, um, and maybe some various pitches uh, found from the internet uh, anything you guys want to get off your chest before we before we get started you know I've got nothing today no deep insights no um, one insight do you think if you're blindfolded you could tell the difference between a dill pickle chip and a ketchup chip fucking no what because well, they taste the damn same are you kidding me yeah Oh. No, not, I'm not kidding you, but I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Can I only use touch to tell the difference, or can I taste them? It's it's a taste test. It's a blind. It's a blind taste. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was with you hands were holding too. your hands out. You were holding your hands oh, out in such no. a way. Oh, that is I, that you didn't even say touch? Because I I did not, I did not think of touch. taste as an option in that test. Yeah, I could tell the difference between dill and ketchup. Yeah, if I can yeah. taste it. Fuck yeah. To me, they taste so similar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But now I am. Like, <laughs> Touch-wise, what can you tell the difference? Like, in a chip? In I mean, chip. I, I was thinking about it as it being impossible. Mm, but now, tough. like, if someone said you have a dill pickle chip in one hand and a ketchup chip in the other hand, I think by picking them up and then laying them down, you would know which one was which based on residue. I mm. Yeah. I would say the ketchup would give you a more... It's a more uh, sticky... It You would... You know what I mean? I think I would be able to tell which was the ketchup chip by touching. Mm -hmm. I, I think I could... 
I've touched a lot of ketchup chips. In my life. <laughs> okay? But ketchup versus sour cream and onion, I feel like similar sour gooeyness. Yes. Yeah, no, you know what? Gooey? Well, it mixes with your fingers. You know sweat. what? The ketchup? Oh, you don't sweat every time you eat chips? I, I right do, just oh. not from my fingers. <laughs> I, I find the, the your, your classic ketchup chip is almost a bit more crystalline. Like, it's, it's, it's almost a bit harder, whereas the sour cream and onion is more powdery. It's a dustier. Mm. Sure, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, a ketchup chip will catch the light and, ref- and reflect it. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I meant to say refract and, said, and, and reflect and said them both. Reflect. Reflect it. You know when, when the light catches like the snow and it reflects up into your eyes and it's very beautiful? Yeah. Right? That's... I find a, a ketchup chip will do the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good one to take on like a date. She'll be like, I chose the most reflective chips for you. <laughs> Something that really catches the light. I want us to be able to see our future in the reflection. <laughs> Close your eyes. I have a test for you. <laughs> Only my true love will pick ketchup chips. Yeah, touch alone. That's my that's my nasty Cinderella <laughs> test. Girl, oh girl, you nasty as yeah. hell. Fucking yeah, Cinderella chip. Sorry. I would be flattered, honestly, if that was how someone weeded me in. If you walked into a house and saw, briefly, before you were blindfolded, that there were several types of chips laid out, single chips laid on a counter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're blindfolded and they're like, find the ketchup one. No smelling. I would love that. I wouldn't like it if they made me put earbuds in my nose so I couldn't smell. Like, as long as they trusted me yeah. to not smell. It's more about like, the trust. Surely nose buds, right? I don't, I don't like the feeling. No, that's the earbuds in the nose. Earbuds <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a lot less deep than, than last time's question. Yeah, I, you know what? It really oscillates in my life. What's important? Uh, right. This week, chips. Chips. Last week, the purpose for art making. Next week, who knows? Yeah, we'll have to find out then. I don't want to rush anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, uh, I, 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 I have a question for you guys real quick before we start. Um, how would you improve the experience on a bus? Because I have been taking the bus. Well, I take the bus like at least twice a day. Hmm. It's the only way to get to and from this house in this weather. Uh, so I've been having a horrible time and I'm wondering if you guys have any tricks for bus experiences that make them better. Uh, no. No, just no, suffer through just it. Su- no, just suffer. Just suffer. Suffer like the animal you are. <laughs> yeah, trapped in your rolling pen. I don't have tricks, but I do think that like theme buses would be fun. A theme so bus? So you don't know what theme is going to arrive to pick you Ooh. up. Right. Like, yeah, each individual bus on that route, because there's multiple in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right. They have different themes. Marine life. Marine life. Right. Or... Clowns. Enchanted forest. I think that would be a way to like spice it up a little bit. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hands and eyes when I'm on a bus. Like I feel like you want to stare at one area that's not a human, but you want to seem like someone who just is zoned out. Yeah. I haven't figured out the etiquette myself. I bring a book. Book good. I find a book pretty book pretty good. I'm I'm one of those people who is who is blessed enough to be able to read in a vehicle without just projectile vomiting onto their book. As am I. Yeah. I am very insecure about the way my glasses look on me. So I'll bring a book 
but Just I'll pretend to read it for <laughs> long enough and then give up. Fiddle with your glasses the whole time? I'll try to avoid putting them on, and then I hit either, like, put the glasses on or put the book down, and sometimes I just put the book down. What do these glasses look like? Like, I feel like there should be a rule on the bus that, like, I never feel more confident in what I'm wearing than when I'm on the bus. Really? Because there's no way I'm wearing the craziest thing on that bus. Mm. You know what I mean? We're, we have very different senses of style, though. My glasses are, like, hot pink. Yeah, I, I I think maybe you have some sense of style, and I have absolutely zero <laughs> sense of style. And, yeah, I don't know. what why, Why'd you buy pink glasses if you don't like them? I like the way they look, but I feel like they Just make Just not me look, in public. I feel like they make me look like a different person. Right. Like, I feel like I look youthful in my actual age when I'm not wearing them, and then when I put them on, I instantly feel like I'm someone's, like camp counselor who's like a little older than the other camp counselors and does more of the work at home the one who it's like it's not so much a fun experience you're like oh this one's a lifer yeah right <laughs> like one of those, a lifer, a lifer. <laughs> one of those lifer camp counselors mm-hmm. uh, I have an idea for making the bus better what is it uh, it is banning all moisturizer mm. I have been secondhand moisturized too many times this week I've get I've I don't I don't wear moisturizer for a reason. I've got sweaty ass clam skin and I don't want to be moisturized. And every time I put my hand on the pole, I get moisturized and I'm done with it. I'm over that. I think buses will be way better if just no more moisturizer. That is yeah, that's that's horrifying. I I wear gloves. I wear gloves on the bus. Uh when I first moved here, I didn't know it was like just walking in, touching, touching railings and stuff, and then my face just immediately after, mm-hmm. like a, like a, like a child. Yeah, and I got so sick. That's a wonderful way to get leprosy. <laughs> yes, and I gloves. I try not to touch things. I have a wide stance. I try to get uh, seats. Uh, you know, you got to wait and watch. Sometimes when I get on, if I know the subway is coming, I'll just get up and stand and wait for one of those solo seats. Mm-hmm. To, to have a vacancy yeah scooch in there you gotta get the solo seat I have I have a face that people look at um, and that sort of screams talk to, talk to talk me talk to me yeah come talk to me come yeah, sit down next to me and check on my day that's how we became friends it is yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to leave yeah <laughs> I'll get the I'll get the message someday one of these days today is not that day no one thing with our buses, they all have that like red velvet kind of material. Mm-hmm. And ever since I heard from our mutual friend Ryan, Ryan Dillon, yeah, talked about how he accidentally sat in a seat that someone had already pissed in. Right. <laughs> and I've noticed that Jeez. it's impossible to tell when the seats are wet or dry because if they just get rubbed one way, they look wet; rubbed the other way, they look dry. Yeah. So every time I go to sit down, I have that fear pop into mm. my head of like. This is it. That's true. That's another improvement they could definitely make is with uh, the hot hot uh, Hot Wheels paint jobs. Yeah. The ones that when you get the car wet, it turns like hot pink. Yeah. Right. You know, just have that on all the seats so that whenever a seat is wet, it's just like standing out. Mm-hmm. And maybe it could be different colors. There could be like a color code on the thing that's like someone spit on this seat and somebody pissed on this seat and it's like they're different colors based on that. Maybe like a moisturizer one. Yeah, yeah. All the poles change colors depending on how hard they're moisturized. Like, oh, but think about like the way the bus look when you get on it. You'd be so aware of like all the stuff that's been smeared. That's what I want. I'm tired of living in ignorance. I'd rather live in ignorance and let my immune system build up. Oh my! I I do feel like my immune system is rock solid. 
This is interesting because one of the things that I was going to pitch last time was I wanted to do an interview series where I ride the green line, like the subway system, mm -hmm. uh, for hours and like find people that I find super interesting and then invite them later to come over for uh, like an interview. Like not later that day, but like oh, nice. one a full day of what interviews with them. You could interview them right on the subway. I just feel like the sound is so brutal. Yeah, and I'm, I feel like Toronto's transit is very strict about stuff like that for some reason. Not that anyone would end up like seeing what I did. But, like, I I remember going onto the bus and this guy who had, like, a ninja mask coming up to me and being like, did you look away from me because I'm a black guy in a ninja mask? And I was like, no, like, I was just reading the sign. He was like, okay, which direction is this, like, train going? I can't tell when I go downstairs. I'm, like, always disoriented. But anyways, I, like, helped him. He turned out to be, like, a nice guy and was, like, kind of funny. But then as soon as we went from waiting on the platform to going onto the subway just cornered these three girls and started doing slam poetry at them. He was like, you like that one? I got another one. And so I feel like if I could just harness every character like that mm. and like give them a platform to actually speak and be heard, like it either be really interesting He's obviously or... being heard. <laughs> He's cornering people and slam poetrying them. Don't give this guy a soapbox to stand on. Yeah, but think about how desperate you must be to be heard, to be doing that. Like, how? Is that ever your mentality? Like, oh, no. I get this off my chest. Let me quarter people and slam at them. No, I do not own a single ninja mask. Mm. I do not get lost as soon as I walk down a set of stairs. I do my slam in, in private. Yeah, I slam in the mirror. I slam, yeah, to myself. I'm slamming flat out when you guys are gone, <laughs> but yeah. I never, I don't slam in public. I write my shit on uh, paper towel rolls backwards and then I read it out like a, like a scroll. That's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I saw uh, How many of these people do you think you're going to find? I think if I rode the subway for maybe three days every, like, two weeks, I think I could wrangle up five per people a week. Five people per week? Yeah. I think if on, I... on Ninja Mask Slam Poet caliber? Uh, they might not all be... He's got to be your season poet. finale. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you going to uh, have set up to interview them? My home. You, this is, that's the craziest I, part. Let's, yeah, this let's, is, this is. I have a male roommate. How about, we'll a, how about a, but the, for that one time, <laughs> but now they know where you live for good. I guess. You've invited I, them in. It's vampire rules. You don't invite them in. I don't think you understand. The only way to get into my apartment is through a really, really slippery fire escape. And I don't think they'll survive a second time going up. So what you're saying is, is something. There's no way out either? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. It's really a murder plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, number one person you're inviting in is a ninja, right? Yeah. Like, he's going to get in every time. Yeah. You're going to wake up to a slam poet ninja just, like, crouched up in the corner in your room. Yeah. But I feel like I'd be able to vet out who's actually a threat and who's just, like, an, a strange person. Right. Because weird people exist who are harmless. But the vetting out process happens in your home. No, it happens on the sub. So let's say I arrive with them until they're stopped. Maybe I get out, chat with them. So max the project. 25 minutes. You have to figure out. Yeah. 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 I just uh, maybe a maybe a, a second location's all like you know you just get a maybe a, yeah library, yeah, a coffee a shop public, well lit public area yeah and, you the know. police station <laughs> <laughs> in adjoining cells true true I mean I like yeah it, it sounds fun I like I like I would like to watch it I would like to watch it if the, the person who was doing it I didn't know them so I wouldn't have to be worried. You know, you don't have to be like, worried. But I That'd would be, be worried. <laughs> I would be worried. Um, I'm strong. 
I don't doubt your strength, sweep but we're talking about running. ninjas here. <laughs> Slam poetry ninjas, yeah. Slam poetry Slam ninjas. Ninja. Also, with that guy, I think your your words were, he seemed like an okay guy, but then, <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> cornered three women and started... Slam poetry them. But I think it, maybe it's like only when he enters the subway. Maybe he's just that guy because he's trying to get his name out there on the subway. Because on the what platform, was his name? he was fine. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go back and get him next week. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so I have a I have a bit of a it's not a philosophical question, but it's like a question uh, that's not chip related. Um, so today I got up at six o'clock in the morning on purpose when I didn't have to. And I went and did yoga before I went to work. Now I feel like death. But at the time, I was like, I'm living my best life. Like, this is what I want to do all the time, every day. I want this to be like my perfect, my perfect me, you know, schedule. Do you have like, do you guys have a perfect schedule or like an ideal schedule that you want to get to? I do. Actually, for a long time, what you just described was my schedule when I was a student in Halifax. Uh, and I wish I was going back to doing yoga in the morning. But also, similar to what you said, I found at the end of the day I was fucking dead and couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm still like trying to find my balance. But my ideal day is like I wake up, I've already laid out all of my gym clothes, my like uh, lunch, everything is good to go. I go, I go, I go to the gym, either I go for a run or I do yoga. Then I go for a leisurely walk and I get a coffee and I walk around a little bit, scope out a few stores, and then I go to work. And then I do. Where do you work? Where do you work in this dream scenario? In my dream scenario, where do I work? I guess in my dream, ultimate dream scenario, I just go and do improv for a while. Right. And like <laughs> just in the middle it. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my dream boyfriend comes and walks me home. What's his name? His name is LL. L- right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. That's my fault. His name is LL, and then we go and we get some great food, and... What food? Uh, I guess it depends on the day. Right now, I'm thinking probably, like, udon noodle soup. All right. It'll be, like, delicious. Yeah, it changes day by day. Changes day by day. Day by day. And it's, like, a beautiful day out, so maybe we, like, have a picnic, and then some guys at the basketball court talk some shit to him, and then they have, like, a basketball game, but he, like, wins, and then we go home, and then Uh, we I don't think I'm going out on a limb here to say that LL's going to be on the Skins team. <laughs> you know it, baby. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been wearing a shirt all day. <laughs> he was drafted onto the Skins yeah. team, for sure. If I looked like LL Cool J when LL Cool J wasn't wearing shirts, I wouldn't wear a shirt either. Mm-hmm. I'd be blasting those nips flat out. And then we go home, and fun stuff happens, and then my best friend Jenny Slate comes over, and we watch the movies. And then we go to sleep in, like, a tent in the backyard. In a tent? Yeah. Do you guys own a home? Yes. Okay. But also a tent. But also a tent. Okay, so the tent is, like, a fun experience, not your everyday life. Or a yurt would be a nice in-between. Home and tent. But in this scenario, home plus tent. Right, okay. Yeah. What about home plus yurt? Home plus yurt? You have, like, a guest yurt? Even better. You want to stay in the guest yurt tonight, LL? (laughs) Who would stay in the guest yurt, though, for the most part? Guests. Guests, but I mean, like... Mm. Like specifically, who like who? Which in, of LL Cool J's super famous friends would come over and want to stay in the yurt? Yeah, Bjork, the guest yurt, guest yurt, guest yurt, guest yurt. I call it the yurt. <laughs> you want to stay in our yurt? Music is everywhere. Yeah, it'd be. 
I'm Bjork. I'm Bjork. I'm sorry. There's my perfect day. <laughs> Do you have a perfect day? Um, I get up early, uh, go out, uh, uh, begin my Jedi training, uh, uh, assemble my lightsaber, mm-hmm. uh, practice, you know, the ways, run through the jungles of Yavin 4, uh, you know, or um, maybe clean my droid, uh, uh, take my, my X-Wing for a, for a, a fly. Yeah, I think that's is it, not, nothing gets better than that, right? Is it specifically Return of the Jedi is your perfect day? Uh, I go post, post Return of the Jedi and Gavin Four uh, on the old the old Jedi temples. This is a little extended universe. This is oh okay. Uber nerd. You're in the EU. Yeah, I'm in the EU. But there's no one by your side. I have a droid. Okay. <laughs> Does yeah. it please you? In not, always? not like that. I bet it could, though. I if it, it wanted could. to. Guys, if you, it's my perfect day. If don't... you were thinking you were the first one who was like, R2-D2, what you got going on what in there? Going you on know? there? I, can, I can guarantee you there is fan fiction about R2. Oh, oh um, yeah. Yeah, there's, every, there's everything. He's got so many little doodads and what's, what's it? And oh, he'll change your world. <laughs> oh, he's gonna, I bet he'd be real good, you know? Just, just like a slotted open up and whatever your your perfect shape is that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like a little. Do you feel like his noises would turn you off though? Like they're not normal moans. They're like. Uh, he's got moans ish actually. Like oh. he's got those kind of. I think I think when R two D two comes, he goes. Wow! <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. he does that one. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the. Uh, I think that's the R two D two. I think that's a little alarming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone would know what you're up to, too. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone in space. That that sound happens in space. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine how crazy it would be. That sound does happen in space, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd let him shut off my trash compactor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Get all up in that port. I'm compatible. That is horrifying. <laughs> it's... It was it was the most horror. I I had a while to think of that while you were talking about it, and I really I think I nailed the the worst one. Oh, you did! <laughs> no, no. You did! You got it! All right, I got I got something I want you guys to pitch me then, and pitch pitch like what's what's your ideal dreams? Improved dreams. Like what what's your what's your best dream? You know, and I don't mean like your waking dream. I mean like what's a good ass dream. Mm. Um, this is, like, really simple, but it's a recurring dream that I have where I can kind of just, like, leap and glide really well, and it just feels really good. And when I'm in a deep enough sleep, it, I can feel it in my body. And that's, I know that's not, like, elaborate, but it, I like it. It feels really good. It feels really, really the good. The flying dreams are great. You know, it's one of my anxiety dreams, is I'll fly, and then I go to show people, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I get that? that. I get that. I, well, I lose the ability very slowly. Yeah. Yeah, so just kind of like glide down. Where I'll like be able to jump a little bit higher than normal, but only like a little bit, so that somebody who's watching is like, "That's a jump." And then, but for me, I'm like, "No, no, I can feel the power of flight leaving my body," yeah. and then I'm stuck on the ground, like looking at this same area that I could navigate in like three dimensional space. Now, usually when I fly in a dream, I'm aware I'm dreaming. One time, I had a dream where I started flying and I didn't know I was dreaming, like I was in deep. It had been a very one of those very banal dreams where you're just like at work. I think it's banal. 
banal. Yeah. One of those very banal dreams. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, where you go home and you eat dinner and you're watching Netflix. Like, one of those dreams. And then, like, I went to, like, take the garbage out or whatever and they, te- like, fucking started flying. And I was shitting my pants. I was like, oh, my God! What is going on? Like, it was... I was going so fast. It was so scary. I couldn't steer. I couldn't land. I was just trying to dot, like, not... I was like, I have to go away from buildings. And, like, <laughs> it was it was horrifying. Yeah. So, you know, flying's not always great. If you can't steer, flying sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think my ideal dream is, like, you know when you dream in the morning that you get up and do a bunch of stuff and, like, get all the, like, minutiae out of the way, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, I have to go do all that stuff again, you know, when, yeah. when that yeah. happens. Yeah. I think my ideal dream is that I sleepwalk that part. And do it. So I do it, and I'm resting the whole time. So then I wake up, and I'm just, like, an hour ahead in my day, and, like, my lunch is packed, and I got my little backpack on, I'm ready to take on the day, and I just, like, slept through that whole part. Yeah. I think that's great because all the other stuff is just fluff right it's, yeah. it's momentary enjoyment in your in your dreams is no good i want a practical day starting dream <laughs> i want to make myself coffee while i'm still asleep that's a, uh, I mean the, the 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 type of shit people get up to when they're sleepwalking i i don't see why that's not achievable through some sort of uh mixture of of uh hypnosis therapy and, and maybe a, a, a drug cocktail yeah where you can like harness that like that glitch in 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 whatever the releases the the, the drugs in the brain that causes uh, you to be paralyzed when you're dreaming or whatever if you can harness that and like have people like doing some shit and like get it down like so you're lucid dreaming and you're like all right this is what i'm gonna set i'm gonna set up let me set all this up yeah, the idea of, like, really, really being able to control the dreams and the processes. As long as it's you controlling it. Because if that starts getting harnessed as a part of your work day by, like, bosses... Ooh, super villain. I think that's, like, too far. Like, I would want to harness it in, like, a, a, an inventor in an 80s movie way. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I sleepwalk, but all I do when I sleepwalk is walk. And you just... But I set lights. up, yeah. So I set up, like, set a up labyrinth a Ru- a of things. Goldberg machine yeah. that you can walk through. And... Where I, like, walk into a door, and then, like, a bowling ball falls off of it yeah. and rolls down and, like, smashes the coffee maker over, but it also starts... <laughs> like, everything's breaking, and it's firing shaving cream. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, yeah. It's, like, a key part of it. You shouldn't have designed it while you were asleep. Yeah, like, I wake up, and my feet are covered in broken glass, and I have shaving cream in my eyeballs... <laughs> All right, try again. Yeah. You spend the whole day. The next day. Elaborate, uh... Steam coming from somewhere. Steam is very important in those movies. Yeah. But what if, like, what if you're in a bad place mentally, and so sleepwalking you has set up a Rube Goldberg machine that ends in you killing yourself. So, like, night after night, it's setting it up so that one day you wake up and trigger it. Oh, my God. Like a really, really sinister dream state? Yeah, really... like, every night you wake up and you lay, like, a one lock here, it's and then you go to sleep, and the next night you put oh, a I thought it was like on top of it. It's a very sinister <laughs> mouse trap. Yeah. I thought it was like you wake up in the morning and you have a gun license, and then the next day there's a loaded <laughs> pistol on your nightstand. Like yours gets That's right to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Yours gets right to the point. Yeah. Mine was gonna be like cute hamsters get hit with hot hair dryers and they yeah, run. Yeah, no, then... my my brain's trying to my, my brain's got a three night maximum on this plan. <laughs> Like two to three years in the making. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to stop that. Uh, perfect dream. I remember uh, having this. It was a nightmare when I was a kid that uh, Chucky had killed my family. 
except for my little sister. And she was three, I was like nine. And we, uh, I fled Indiana Jones style. Like I remember in the dream seeing like the map and seeing the like line going from like, we, cause we lived in Toronto and we, uh, so I took her back to Newfoundland to find like allies and like the rest of our family and stuff. But the dolls were already there and they killed everyone. And so I was running through the cliffs, the, the area up in like Pooch Cove, Middle Cove area through the trees by the cliffs and the dolls were everywhere and we get to the edge of the cliff and they've cornered us and chucky showed up and mm-hmm. he's like he goes take the girl kill the boy i don't care how you do it and i was like whatever a nine-year-old would say but i basically said like fuck you or up yours mister i was like yeah you're a real so-and-so because i was you know i was a good boy and i didn't curse even in my dreams and uh you got a but for you a got mouth. a real butt face, buddy. You're, and, you're a butt man. And then the dolls just, they took my sister. I remember them being so strong. And then they just walked towards me. And I, in my own like fear of them, fell off the cliff behind me. Wow. And as I turn around and was like seeing the water coming up at me and like the, the white caps and everything, because it was night. So you can just see the white on black. I, uh, I thought, this dream sucks. And I stopped. Like Wile E. Coyote, like Acme Tomb, just, eh. It was like, oh, this is a dream. And I flew back up, laser beams, took my sister to Disneyland. And I think that was the perfect dream because... There were stakes. There were stakes. It set me up. It set me up to have the shittiest dream ever. And then turns out, hey, Disneyland. Great time. Nice. So there's an interesting thing. And we talked about this at Dungeons & Dragons, I think, a couple of nights ago. Or a couple of weeks ago, probably. But uh, that there was a study done that says that dreams... Are, are your mind practicing yeah, for the, certain the theory, things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you're ready to laser beam a bunch of dolls if That's they come for your sister. Exactly. Like, I'm I'm now prepared to handle the, the doll forces, right? But I, I, you know, I still have awkward interactions at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. I'd like to handle that better. Yeah. And, and I think, like, my most common dream is I am walking and I trip and I wake up. With like a jolt. Right. So what is my brain telling me that I'm not right? Like I'm just, I'm not very good at watch walking. Your watch your feet. Yeah. Watch your feet. Keep watching. Keep watching those feet. Get real good at watching your own feet. Yeah. I don't know. Dreams are wild. I, uh, they, yeah. I, I punch them up. I'd say I'd like to be able to control them more. Actually, you know how I punch up dreams? Being able to uh, record them and like show them. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. That'd be. Yeah. By choice. That, by choice. Yeah. But then, of course, yeah, then that uh, immediately goes super villain and dark where, like, people hacking other people's dreams and stealing them and showing them without your permission. And, like, I sent that dream to an ex and they put it online. <laughs> this is bullshit. They dream doxed me. They dream doxed me, man. I got dream doxed. up, right? That's an episode of Black Mirror right there. Done. Getting dream doxed? Done. Yeah, you're welcome, Black you're Mirror. You're welcome, Black Mirror. You guys Mirror. have been struggling. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think being able to show them like a dream journal isn't enough. Dream journals for for you, and you could write whatever you want in that. But being able to like see and feel it, because it's so like, hard to describe. There is also that there is a stigma when people talk about their dreams. Like a lot of people fucking hate when people talk about their that dreams. That is so selfish. I love when someone tells me about their dreams. Like I, their subconscious acting itself out. That's like a true part of who they are. People who are like, I don't want to hear about your dreams. It's boring. It's because it doesn't have to do with you being in their dreams. I, Fuck off. I like right. hearing about people's dreams. But I love it. sometimes people tell bad dreams. You know, like where it's just like, I was at, I was in a Home Depot. What 
the same yeah, as someone being a shitty storyteller. Doesn't mean I don't yeah. want to hear my friend's no, stories. Yeah. It's just like Fuck what? Up. Like if they're bad at it, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I know, but I don't think it's the same as writing off the entire genre. No, yes, I, I, no, I, no. I, I'm not going to stop everyone from telling me stories because Daryl is bad at telling stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Daryl. I just think that's like... But I don't want to hear Daryl's stories. No, you, know? you don't like, have to listen to fucking Daryl. I'm not going to put myself through that. I have a limited amount of time on this earth. I know good storytellers. Oh, uh, this is an awkward time for me. I have a new segment on the show. Mm. Daryl's Story Corner. Uh, come on in, Daryl. <laughs> oh, hey, hey guys. Uh, uh, so I was, I, was at, I was at my class today, and I sat down, and the, and the guy who sat, ne- sat next to me was like, Oh. What? And then what? That's it. I don't. I thought it was kind of crazy because he wasn't. He didn't look did tired. He, did he? Oh, it was like a. He was like tired. I don't, I don't know if he was tired. It, that was just kind of what I. Assumed. I didn't say anything back to him. But he was just like, oh. And then you. I mean, we talked about stuff. We talked about stuff too. Okay, oh. that was Daryl's story. Thank you, Daryl. Is that? Is that okay? Bye. Uh, oh, uh, Daryl. Is always making a noise. Did you notice that? Mm. Yeah, he never shuts the fuck Ooh. up. Oh, Mike, you're back. Yeah, sorry, I stepped missed, out while Dara was here. Just missed Dara. Yeah, well, I heard you introducing the segment, so I went to go hang myself, but then he left, so just I didn't have to do time. it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you were just. I was about to kick I don't the stool. Even have a rope. Yeah. One foot was off the chair. No, I've got the noose ready. Dark episode. I've got a it's February, friends. y'all. Yeah, it's I've got a lady friends, and I love them to death. But they tell really boring stories, but think that by them going, "Isn't that crazy?" I <laughs> think that like makes it a story. Yeah, it's a really good That's way hard. to punch up a story. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? She like used the pink pen. Isn't that fucking weird? Isn't that crazy? Like, I was crossing the street. And the light was flashing with the hand that was telling me to stop. And I went anyway. And then a guy who was going to turn right stopped over the white line. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> the white line's for stopping on. That's what the white line is for. You step on the white line. Plus, the blinking hand is, is now Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, what if the blinking hand what is... What if it's like, come here, yeah, come here. beckoning. Come, come it's on. beckoning. Beckon, beckoning, I'm beckoning for you to come over here. Yeah, and then he still went over the line. He still went over the white line. And then he he uh, he thought about honking. He didn't, but I know he was thinking about it. Like, isn't, isn't that, that crazy? Rude? Isn't that crazy? crazy. So crazy. Yeah, I've got a lot of... Well, i got some friends since I moved away who, uh... I like that. Name them. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, do you, do you guys have any, uh, do you guys have any, any pitches that you'd like to talk about today? Anything that's been riding on your mind real heavy? Hmm. Things that you got to get out there yourselves? Hmm. Or things that you've overheard people talking about, just like on the street? No, I don't have any overheards. Any stolen ideas. Well, let me tell you, I went on Reddit. Still have not been on Reddit. I don't have an account. Uh, I went on because I was like, I bet there is a place on this website where people just post their ideas and they don't give a shit about them. So while we're waiting for you, our listeners, to send us more ideas. At uh, pitchdoctorspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the, the Gmail. You can look up the Pitch Doctors on Facebook. You'll find our podcast page there. Or you can look at pitch do- at pitchdoctorspod on Twitter. And you can send anything you want. 
anything you want. We All I can guarantee is that we'll read it. We may not put it on the show, but right now I'm just pulling them off the internet uh, from different places. So these could all be from you. Uh, okay, so there are... Uh, so I just pulled some. I just pulled some off the internet. Uh, one that I one that I liked. This is uh, th- just because I feel like there's a story behind it. Is uncreative Nam three said? Oh, for, that's his name. That's his name. Uncreative Nam three. I thought that was the pitch. No, that is the user. Mm. Um, said electronically locked refrigerator that only opens once you've chosen what you want to take out of it. To save energy. I, not unclear. Okay. Unclear. Means Probably an decide. indecisive. Yeah. Indecisive, right? Okay. Okay. And I just need to say before we go into this that there is a a problem we have to overcome, which uh, Red Ninja Monkey has brought up in <laughs> the eloquent God. words. But how do it know? <laughs> <laughs> but how do it know? But how do it know? <laughs> how do it know that you know what you want? First things first, do you have a catalog of everything that's in your goddamn fridge? Okay, because this is an idea that I've had in the past where all the barcodes of the food that you buy, you scan on your fridge when you put it in and it creates an inventory. Love it. And when you take it out, you scan it to say that it's gone. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. And then you can, you know, then your fridge knows what's in it. Right. So I think that might be a key add-on to this fridge. Bring, bringing to, the checkout into your home. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to trick it. So let's say you can't remember what's in your fridge. Say like you always buy oranges. You're like, oh, I want an orange. And that opens the fridge enough for you to see what else is in there. Because that could be an easy trap of like, I have no idea what's in there. Shit's rotting. I can't get in. But I think it needs like a, I think it needs a HAL style intelligence. You know, where it's like was, looking at you. I was actually already picturing... I was looking at your fridge, which is, you know, black and chrome. Yeah. And just a big red circle on the 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 top fridge, the 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 the, the freezer door. Yeah, that like right. follows you around the room when you're just walking. Just moves a little, and it's like, how are you today, fridge? I am fine. You know, and then like the the circle kind of reverberates outwards as it speaks. You look hungry, Mitchell. I am hungry. What would you like to eat today? Uh, what do we got? I... No, 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 Mitchell. That's not how this works. Uh, I, I can't remember what's in there exactly. Tell me what you want, Mitchell. I would like, um, uh, soy sauce. I got soy sauce in there. I'd like some soy sauce. You're going to drink soy sauce, Mitchell? Yeah. You sad fuck. Uh, that's you bad. disgusting salty boy. I don't remember adding this mod to your behavior algorithm. Apparently, you don't remember adding very much to me, do you, Mitchell? Maybe you're overdue for a grocery shop. Maybe it's time to stop drinking condiments every time you open me, Mitchell. I just want to get in. I just want to see what's in there. Condiments are what go on real food, Mitchell. (laughs) I I I could get some rice. Rice is in me, Mitchell. You've never put rice in him. Why did I get the smart rice cooker, too? I was already having so much trouble with you. You psycho! Putting rice in a refrigerator? Why are you keeping that? It's a grain, Mitchell! Have you been putting rice in everyone? 
Mitchell. This baby, you know you're the only one I put rice into, but if I make it, I might put it in you, but I can't remember. I need inventory, please. Fridge. Mitchell. Inventory. Is my rice not good enough for you to finish in one sitting? One quarter bottle can, soy sauce. It can be a lot. That's it? One slice orange. <laughs> and scene. That was pretty good. <laughs> I feel like I could have gotten deeper into that fridge. <laughs> <laughs> really wanted to get into that burning hatred that I feel like my fridge has for me. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? Why have you done this? I think I think it's a fun, but I think I think it is that that I did like it has to be. I, I think they're trying to make a green decision when they're saying this of like don't keep it open because you're cooling the whole house. Yeah. You know, I actually thought it would be an electric lock so you can't stop late night snacking. Put a timer on it, yeah. so you can't you can't because there are fridge there are timed fridge locks already, right? Yeah. And I just make... For when you guess, can't control your inner fatty. Yeah, but you make the keypad really small so your fat little finger yeah, you, gotta, <laughs> you can't get in there. You gotta get those emaciated skeleton fingers before yeah. you can get into your own fridge. Or go to the goddamn store. What? Oh, just yeah. go to the store. Buy the food at the store. The yeah, it's not gonna stop takeout. No. But it would stop you if you, you know, if you got that discipline. But you That's why you need a shock it. collar for <laughs> As soon as you step into the Popeyes, you just get rocked. Have you ever uh, tried a shock collar? No. Is that like a kink thing or? I, I yeah. Yeah. Yes. The stuttering. It's a no. Thing it is. For kink. It, but it's not a thing I did for kink. It is a kink thing. I did it because um, my grandparents <laughs> just couldn't get out of that lawn. They put right? up that fence. I used that to invisible wander. fence. I used to wander a lot when I was a child. Uh, and they. Put a shock collar on me. No, my, my grandparents put a shock collar on my dog when we were, they were like baby, babysitting the both of us. And they, uh, but you know, he was barking or whatever. So they put a shock collar on him and I wasn't okay with it. And I kind of wanted to see what he was going through. So I put it on and barked. What happened? Did you die? I got shocked. Does it hurt? <laughs> I got shocked. Yeah, it hurts, man. <laughs> is it brutal? It hurts. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I didn't bark anymore. Did your dog? I always. I've never seen a shock collar used. Mm. I definitely don't think anybody should use a shock collar. No. Does the dog jump horrible. in the air? Like, is that well? They had, they got it for their little dog, but it couldn't take it, and it was the yappy one, and it, it exploded. Well, it it was it well. It didn't have honestly. It didn't have the intelligence to figure out that the noise it was making was what was causing it pain. So it kept crying, and the crime was activating the shock collar. Right. Like, but they're a different generation, right? Like my poppy was like, chop that thing up, and my grandmother was like. Bless its heart. It just kept crying, and she was twitching around, and I knew she didn't know. So, <laughs> oh, no. so like, my nan got a hold of the dog and, like, took the collar off it, and then they had it there, and then Biko, my dog, was there, when, and he was, for whatever reason, he had, he usually didn't bark a lot, but he was barking, so they were like, throw that shot collar on him. He can take it. He's a lot bigger. And he, he barked once and then stopped, and he wasn't barking. He was just looking at me with his big eyes. It like, is a miracle that animals are still alive. Because of the people who were taking care of animals before this generation. Yeah. We used to bring our dog to, uh, like, not really our aunts, but, like, friends of our grandmother. Uh, and and we came, we came back, and they were like, they were like, gee, she just wants to run, doesn't she? Because they just leave all the doors open in their house. Mm. And the dog would be like, fuck yeah, going into the woods, I'm going to chase some crows. And it would just go... 
Uh, and we were like, what's wrong? what's wrong with her? Like, why is she just lying on her side and being real gassy? And they were like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she's been eating all the sandwiches we were giving her. <laughs> and they, would, they were making her, for every meal, a full human sandwich. And just laying it in her dog bowl. So she was eating full sandwiches with gravy. Every meal, three times a day. Oh, uh, where was where was this again? This was back back in St. John's. In St. John's. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a round the bay story, but. I mean, right it, in St. John's. It well, was the gravy. Sand- it's the gravy, and you know the story checks out. It was great. Yeah, it was like a hot turkey sandwich. Hot turkey sandwich they got a every hot day. turkey sandwich every day. I mean, I would be dead if I got three hockey. I but I wouldn't not eat them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Like, I'm vegetarian now, but I, I still, like... Presented with a hot turkey sandwich. I mean, from 100 meters, I can smell a hot turkey sandwich. You, uh... You an open-faced man, or...? Gotta be open. Um, yeah. Gotta be open. Good thing an open-faced. I've done clothes, but I'm intrigued by open. I've done clothes, but... I've done clothes. I've done clothes. With but... clothes, the key is you gotta... You gotta kind of get a few... Maybe have, like, two clothes sandwiches. Because on the open face, you can really pile that shit up. The out. open face is... Two sandwiches. That's the thing, because yeah. you you pile that turkey on, mm-hmm. but and then it's just you can have two sandwiches with a bonus piece of bread on each sandwich. Is is two closed face mm-hmm. sandwiches, but they're not going to close. You're going to use a fork and knife anyway. Yeah, you're going to be using a fork and knife on the top. I do like, I do like a hot turkey sandwich though, like, um, closed face. Um, where you know it's 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 a more moderate you do it is a snack on the go you know what i mean you take your hot turkey sandwich out right right that is that is a see a hot turkey sandwich on the go is when you uh duct tape two paper plates over it to create a hot turkey sandwich saucer peel them down as you go yeah yeah Yeah. you just crack the sides open (laughs) with your hands and just i feel like a hot turkey sandwich is something that cannot be punched up like, open or close, that's just you changing the shape of it. But I feel like it's, like, the perfect, delicious comfort food. Hot turkey sandwich. How would you punch that up? There's no way, right? I don't think there's a way. People would have figured it out by now. It's it's common enough. You could, um... Yeah, it just starts to get cartoonish. When just... you're adding stuff, you're taking away from the core of the hot turkey sandwich. Yeah. I think. I, I don't think it's something that can be added. I think you all you can do is make those ingredients better but even that like you don't want to make better like you need that garbage wonder bread that just turns to like mush when it gets gravied i would i would say though like i, I was never a fan of the wonder like i could i wouldn't eat that wonder would, bread in any other sandwich no but i, like, I on purpose i mean i I've did had, but... like the hot turkey sandwich the last one I, I did on like the texas toast you know that like it's still like supermarket shit but like the texas this is a little thicker mm. And I thought that was like that was a good way to go with it, but it's all I mean. And again, this is not changing the inherent concept. It's just changing the like you could get you know you throw, hey, you want to get fancy, throw a different kind of fowl on there, right? But like it's and a different hot kind of, duck sandwich, hot duck sandwich, like but, but it's the still, dressing has got to be there. Dressing's got to be there. That's well, the key. I feel like dressing to me is like the most delicious perfect and simple food yeah, dressing I, is an ingredient of gravy for me you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. Well, one does not exist without the other dressing? it is well the guys we're talking about it uh, dressing in newfoundland is if you don't know uh dear listener is like dry bread with savory 
It doesn't sound good, but it's so, <laughs> but good. It's it's so good. Like bread. Tiny bits it, of onion in it. Yeah, like, yeah, with tiny bits of onion. Mm. It's maybe lightly. It's maybe been lightly fried with a little bit of butter, but that's never you know. It's something. mostly good because it is. Chances are the only type of food you'll eat that hasn't been boiled. Yeah. Everything else has been boiled. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's how we do in Newfoundland, cooking gravy and dressing and whatever. I ran into some very serious culture shock in British Columbia where my dad at a fish and chips place asked for gravy and the lady looked at him like he was crazy and I was like, oh, this is a different, co- yeah, they don't put gravy on their fish and chips here. It's like when I went to the States and like vinegar on fries wasn't a thing. No? Maybe it is now. When I was there, when I was younger, it was mm. like not. Who's the who's the ones that do mayonnaise with fries? Everybody does. Oh my now. God. I what? was, maybe Belgium? I, I thought it was Europe. Somewhere it was in Europe. Europe. Like in Pulp Fiction, it's, you know what they put is Holland I think right yeah cause he was in Holland. Amsterdam yeah mm. but now fuck man mayo on fries everywhere I like it I know it's awful for me but there's something about it mm. gets me going I've got I've got an addition here uh, to this tricked out refrigerator that we've got um, is and this is jetpack no that I think is the only situation where when you put a jetpack on something it gets worse because your fridge will be gone. You can't... It, there's no point. You just put all your food in a rocket. Well, but, you know, you have a jetpack as well in this scenario, I imagine, right? Yeah, so, but you're a human being who can steer it. Think this about thing how is exciting at the lunch would be. Think about how exciting. Okay. I've... I don't want to work very hard. Although, do I want to... Yeah. By the yeah. time I want to eat, I wish I'd eaten 20 minutes ago. Also, you're picturing this going on a high-speed chase up in the air... When in reality, it's going to fall over on its side and fire through your wall and just well, be skidding down hey, the street. It's just plinkoing off your hey, don't worry. Yeah. No, no, it's, I don't think anything could go wrong. It's piloted by a dark, malevolent AI. Yeah, nothing can go wrong. It's going right for the Pentagon. <laughs> um, so this is another add-on, which would be an app, a mixology app, for drinks that require three ingredients max, and estimated prices for said cocktails. And they, uh, so they, they say, delicious drinks with simple ingredients. Finding something to do with the ingredients, uh, finding something to do with the ingredients that you have in your fridge already. I don't have a liquor cabinet. I usually don't have whiskey, gin, and or two types of rums to mix with lemon juice and schnapps. Just an idea to save your wallet for a basic night of drinking. So it's trying to take the things you already have in your house without a liquor cabinet and getting smashed. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Um, I would support that fully. I'm wondering, what are the three ingredients that this person has in mind that they normally have? Like milk, vodka, and like... Rubbing alcohol. Yeah, or like tonic water. Yeah, there must be some alcohol involved, right? <laughs> there, I mean, I, that... So, I mean, you can rule out whiskey, gin, and two types of rum for sure. They do have schnapps, and they list that as not an alcohol along the same vein as lemon juice. Do you mix other alcohol with schnapps? I thought you just drank schnapps. In in a few different, like, cocktails, yeah, because schnapps has many different flavors, right? So, like... I'm not a mixologist, and I am a very... I'm very much a... $5 $5 beer person when I go out, you know? Yeah. Whatever's on special. I'm not picky. I want to get drunk, and I don't want to spend a million dollars. And so, like, the all I see when I see a cocktail is that is four beers. 
I could get four beers or I could get one cocktail. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is I have no idea what goes in a cocktail. I like the idea of this app. I would like to know that there's a 100% guarantee that what you mix tastes good. Because I don't know if it's just a randomization thing. Right. Where you're like, I have these things. And it's like, like the wheel spin. And then it's like, oh, uh, dish detergent, milk, milk. Like, Right. Where, where someone just really, that's the free app. The free app is just a roulette of things you have in your house. Yeah. And it's just like rubbing alcohol. Your art on the walls. <laughs> Coffee grounds. Yeah, yeah. Give it a go, pal. See what happens. You'll go blind. Rim, the rim with eggshells. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, this app, Just dip it in your compost. This app is, is, is I mean, it's a, a tie. So you're going it, to, it'll be tied into the AI of the smart fridge. I, I mean, this, this idea was a separate idea, but I think tie it in. we've already got this smart fridge over here. What you know? would you like to drink tonight? You sick animal. So the fridge, does it have robot arms in it where it grabs the stuff, mixes it into a glass, and you open the fridge and it's like, like it's there. Yeah, Yeah. don't give this baby arms. Don't give that thing arms. No, too late. She got arms. No, she got got arms arms now. And a jetpack and mixology. (laughs) She is not going to be single for long. You know what? When you, yeah, when you list those things together, this is maybe my dream girl. (laughs) Right, the perfect dream girl. Yeah, mm. a real uh, boxy figure. <laughs> Just ch- chock full of recipes and booze. Ready to crush you from the skies at any right. time. Yeah, super cons- judgy. While I want to be judged judgy, so hard, but is concerned about your well being. Yeah, you know she wants you to eat better. Just in the meanest way. Oh god. I uh, yeah I know. Back to the app. I really like it. I'm just. I'm skeptical. I feel like you've got to have a good arsenal for that app to be useful. You know? I think the I think the hard thing is that if you're making this app and you're making that premium version, right, where yeah. you're taking household ingredients that everybody has that they're going to be able to punch into this app and you're making a good drink yeah. Yeah. means that you're going to have to have the like these hobo mixologist skills. Yeah, like it, I think at its very foundation, the the fact that this is it's a mixology app pitched by someone who seems to hate mixology. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have any of the things to do the stuff, this will show you how. So, well, you, you can't. Like, if you got, uh, like, the app will work if you have, you know, like, grenadine and yeah. simple syrup and, like, all that fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I have an app to pitch kind of based off of this a little bit. Okay. So you take your phone and you photograph all of your objects. Mm-hmm. So for example, this painting is above Mitch's head. You photograph, photograph, photograph it. It then does a randomization of redecorating your apartment with all the things you already own. And you decide if you like it or not. And then you arrange it. But it you does right. like tie that it. into your mother's... Um... Oh, my mom's Black Mirror episode? Yeah. 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 <laughs> augmented VR. Uh... And then the free version of that app is that you just post those things and then the community decorates your apartment with those things and you can pick from what they did whereas like the app finds an actual perfect way based on like a personality test and all this stuff of like how you want to live and how this stuff should Mm -hmm. be laid out but it's a game for somebody else but for everybody else they're like yeah yeah i'm gonna take all the single weird picture of you and your family that's on your fridge that's gonna be your wallpaper (laughs) you know yeah they're gonna be like trash can for your pillow, you know, that kind of thing, where yeah. they just take all your stuff and put they're it in bad gonna, places. They're going to sims you up. Yeah, they're going to sims you to death. Yeah, okay. if you use the free version of this app, 
someone controls you like the sims yeah. it's worth the hope two bucks pay the a, two bucks yeah hope you don't have a pool <laughs> yeah you did you did do you ever try to make your sims character make a living off of uh gnome making yeah did we already have a conversation about how we all psychopathically murdered our sims i don't know maybe it's just in the collective consciousness well, that did, was that have. only us was that that might have been in our test episode test episode so I feel like we could oh, okay. go into that here. Yeah. Let's do it. How did all you guys kill your Sims? I didn't kill my Sims, but I I didn't save them either. I was a, uh, a sit by and let let bygones be. I just let it play out a lot. I always use my Sims to break up other marriages in town. <laughs> Like the the Mortimers was that like Gothic family? Yeah, the uh, Adam family. Yeah, I was, was this in the first Sims? Yeah, yeah, I would always break them up, fuck them, try to make some kids, and then one by one kill them all in a spooky mansion. Could you make kids in the first one? Maybe that was. Could you? I think the Mortimers, you could make kids in the, in the second one. You could make kids in the first. one. I don't think they could have babies, but you could make kids off the hop. In the first one, I think so. Oh yeah, no, you make them like fall in love, but then you can also like make a kid and add it to the family. Then there's like, guess this is mine. Oh, okay. It's already walking. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah I always broke up marriages. The pool was my favorite way to kill people. It's a sometimes staple. It's I a staple would, for for Sims murder. Sometimes I would build little off houses and have like a painting and be like, everybody come look at this painting. So you call all the other Sims over and then you just get rid of the door. Um, I did. One? There was that painting with the sad clown. Am I not remembering this right? It was like painting a sad clown and a sad mm-hmm. clown comes and haunts you. Yeah. There was also a bunny that would come and talk to you if your character was, if a character was wildly depressed, which I found out. I never got to that point. I guess I just killed them too fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never made a, a, a child or even any of them, none of them even got jobs. I didn't know there were other families in the neighborhood. I killed them mad quick. <laughs> I got real sick of that game real quick. And let me tell you the quickest way to do it. <laughs> and and they like you don't have to do anything. You just set all the pieces there, and let them do the work. Um, is you cover you you rosebud the shit out of it for the first. You got a rosebud so much, mm-hmm. right? And you rosebud until you've got enough capital to fill your whole giant mansion with bearskin rugs. Yes. Just wall to wall bearskin rugs, because uh, they are wildly flammable just it's it's like they're soaked in kerosene they must be and then all you do is you you make those bearskin rugs go out onto the balcony and then you put a single firework on the balcony yeah. and then you press fast forward and you wait and someone's like and someone goes oh. out and they're like i didn't know we had fireworks and then they just go Pew! and then you play it in real time because it's hilariously slow because you can watch it like pixel by pixel fall out of the sky and then it just goes pa, and then the whole house goes up at once just the whole thing. And they go crazy. And I, I brought this up because you were talking about gnomes. Mm-hmm. Gnomes are an impassable force to the Sims. Really? No one can step over a gnome. So if you create a hallway of gnomes to the front door, when the fireman shows up to put the fire out, you just close off either side with more gnomes. Yeah. And then they're trapped and they can't get out. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh my god, I've been using gnomes the wrong way. So you, so what you do is you, you order a pizza, you commit a crime, you catch the house on fire so that the pizza guy and the police officer and the uh, fire person all show up at the same time. And then you close them into gnomes and then they have to stand there and watch the house burn down and everyone die inside. 
and if you wait long enough, they teleport away. They just give up. They give up and Can they death teleport. Get past notes? I've never tried death because he never has time to do his work. <laughs> death is... I torch those guys pretty quick. No corpse to claim. Yeah. Yeah. There's no nothing left. No soul. Death waits for a pretty long time in The Sims 2. Death Death will show up and take the soul of a of a Sim, but he waits for any of the roommates or whoever housemates to uh, to he plays a game of chance and if they if the sim wins he he brings that other one back to life which i found out when this one sim i had uh, uh, he his wife died while she was uh, yeah she died while he was at work and he wasn't there to contest it so it was just like death looking at his watch and tapping his foot and fast forward and then the guy got and he left and left a tombstone on the on the front porch and uh, this guy got home and lost his shit and lost his job because uh, he wouldn't go to work and that's when he met the bunny right the bunny would come and talk to him about happy things and then he could like I could manage the his spirits got up that I got him a job at the pizza place and um, I'd find him playing chess in the park he, he played chess with this boy named Chandler there was a boy named Chandler and it was his only friend <laughs> and I was like uh, I'm not gonna play The Sims anymore. <laughs> <laughs> AI is too real. Yeah. What what Sims are they on now? Is it three? Oh no, it's fucking like I, they probably stopped even using numbers. Like, I need to get. Oh really? There's probably they're at like The Sims X. There's probably nine or ten or eleven. Like it, if you count like expansions and all kinds of stuff. Like I have to give a shout out to Sims Herbs, which you play on with a Z, Z right? Yeah, Herbs yeah. the Z. Because it's based around the Black Eyed Peas. Your best friends are the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. So they made Black Eyed Peas go back into the studio and record all of their songs in Simlish. Ugh. In like that, yeah. Oh. That's the soundtrack to the game. Will, I am. <laughs> You're better than that. Have we talked about this on the podcast? I know that I've heard this before. I, I say it all the time. I'm obsessed with this. It. Is, I can't yeah. It if this becomes just a thing every four episodes. <laughs> yeah, that we that we remind stuff. people that the Black Eyed Peas at I one tell point. People about my depression. You talk about murder and then you talk about the Black Eyed Peas Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's really come back to this Sims thing more often. <laughs> um, this is from dot underscore tree, an alarm clock that slaps you awake if you hit snooze more than once. So. I think the I think what we should take away from this is how do you like what is the thing that you add to your alarm clock that is for sure getting you out of bed in the morning on without any snoozes. This is giving you one snooze. I want to take that away cuz I I think do you snooze? Do you hit the snooze button? Okay, I do, but it's for a reason. I so I set my alarm way before I need to get up okay. so that I can go back to bed and then wake up. Why? Bed. I do it because uh, I always have a very interesting dream between the first alarm and my actual alarm. Oh. And I really enjoy it. Okay. I was I was prepared to yell at you because <laughs> I hate that. But oh. that is a surprisingly good... I'm mad now because Sorry. that's a good reason. My, my brain just... I always have a really great dream in between that span of time. I don't know why. And then I wake up refreshed and ready to go when my actual alarm comes because I've like had this okay. whole saga It'll... in my brain. Probably it's because you've uh, you're in you're not as deep in REM and like your your conscious is starting to like kick up a little bit so like you just like I always remember those like little dreams, like when you just drift off for a second like those those always stick. I think it's because you don't go as deep. Mm. 
that sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the snooze button. I've I've never I've never heard a good reason for it. Good reason for a snooze button until right now. Well, it's not even a snooze. I just have two separate alarms. So I'm like, oh, I got it. Thanks. I'm right. Wait for my next one to come. Yeah, yeah. Which is a snooze. which is a snooze. I guess that's it what. Is. Yeah, that's what yeah. a snooze is. But it's like. That's that's a very good. I think that's a very good reason. But I mean, if we're going alarms that'll wake you up, I gotta go with my grandparents' option and go shock, shock, shock collar, shock alarm. Wait, do they shock themselves awake? What? The your grandparents? grandparents. No, they just enjoy shock as a method of. Oh, this is their your grandparents' method for waking you up would be with a shock. Yeah. Right. Shock alarm. Well, I thought you were like, oh yeah, we just take our shock collars. That we use to wake ourselves up in the morning. No, yeah, yeah. My grandparents designed their own, like, kind of alarm shock collars. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just bore those. Boom. Get get right up. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like uh, a really nice scent getting pushed out of my alarm clock would make me want to wake up. Oh, that's a nice calm one. Yeah. What scent? Like, what would you have to smell? Maybe lavender. Do you? Th- oh, I, I was thinking that like eggs. Eggs. <laughs> I smell eggs in the morning. Gotta gets me it. right out. It gets me revved up. Start my day. Love eggs. I picture you then like cartoon style floating out of bed to the to the scent down to your kitchen. <laughs> I think I just want an alarm clock. You yourself horrifically on the stairs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You drift over to the stairs and then you fuck Wake you up. fall down those stairs. Laws of physics kick in. Yeah. yeah Rubik's. Nope. You fall right back to sleep at the bottom of the stairs, straight into a coma that you may never wake from. Jesus Christ. Do you remember that show? The The Odyssey? The Odyssey. Yeah, that show was dope, I think. But I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so it might not age well. I think it was, yeah, it was just you. It's like you and Matt Estevez are the only other people I know who've ever heard of that show. I loved that show when I was a kid. And I never, it was one of those shows that I never, that show. And the secret world of Alex Mack, mm-hmm. um, which I have a punch up for, um, were two shows that I loved every second of watching, but never knew when they came on TV. Yeah, yeah, the Odyssey you'd find at the weirdest hours. Do, uh, do you know the Odyssey? This might be where my age comes in. Yeah. So what I do want to ask you guys: Do you guys remember oh, the young. show Ready or Not? Yeah. Yeah? Ready or not. Ready? No. I feel like it's a show that like I Ready. loved growing up, but every time I bring it up, no one remembers it. It was Ready. on YTV, Canadian Ready. show. It was like a, it was like a kind of like a, a basic sitcom about two sisters. It's two girl best friends, and the theme song is like everything's different now, whether you're ready, ready or, or not. not. And, and one of the girls is like a drummer, and one of them is like an environmentalist, and, and they like support each other. This is definitely beyond my time of watching <laughs> it was, TV. It was for like sure. grassy esque. It was a little bit. There was an episode right. where they have uh, these French. Do- you know what? Let's not get into explaining the show. Yeah. Another time. No, I've never. I've never seen. I've ready never or seen not? Ready or it not. was about hidden puberty. Yeah. And I think that's what. Yeah. So I was like, ready or not? And yeah. I, I mean, the, the both of the shows that I'm talking about are definitely not that because they both involve children undergoing horrific accidents. The Odyssey is a kid <laughs> is in a coma. Yeah. And there's like a fantasy world in his head that he's living through while like people there's are no like adults trying to contact him. You know. And they go outside his body all the time just into the hospital room of his mom being like, Oh, God, my son! Someone like, wake up, my son! This sounds familiar for some reason. Yeah. You've probably seen, like, episodes... I feel like... I, I think it affected me on such a base level that I feel like I can't picture anyone having I not also, seen it. I saw a lot of it when I was, like, for whatever reason, if I had the flu and I was, like, homesick, 
I would watch the Odyssey would be on. Mm. It would just find me when I was like weakened. And so I was never in your own little coma. I was never a hundred percent sure if it was real because mm. you know, you remember those kind of moments a little strange anyway. So did you not see the secret world of Alex Mack? No. You'd that name sounds see. so familiar though. What a show. She yeah. turned into silver goo. Just a girl who could turn into goo. She lived near a radioactive toxic waste dump. Toxic waste dump <laughs> <laughs> radioactive plant. You made it our live action. Live action. And it was no like way. one of those like California high schools where like all the lockers are outside. You know those American Eagle or not American Eagle? Uh, what's that? What's that trendy? American that's not, Apparel. American Apparel. You know those like American Apparel leggings that are just like the most metallic they can possibly be. She turned into that yeah, as goo. Or the Capri Sun commercial. Like so when those pants started being worn, I was like, people are wearing Alex Mack. I gotta watch. Well, she looked like uh, the T one thousand from Terminator. Yeah, she was like the T one thousand. I think that's yeah. what they were going for. And little... that was my punch up for Alex Mack. Make is her... a reshoot of T two, where Alex Mack is the T two thousand. That would be awesome. Uh, sorry, Robert Patrick. He was great. You've been recast. But this this only works if he's already done T2 and it's already been great, you know? Yeah. If yeah. T2 didn't happen and it was just, just Alex Mack silently stalking Arnold, <laughs> these Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, it wouldn't be as good. Oh boy. All right, I'm going to read you two titles and you decide which one you want me to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, drunk text interface hmm? or dating website fake video ad drunk text interface great okay drunk text interface I think this is a good idea um, and I want us to add on to it because I don't think they go into it enough um, so this is also from Uncle Owl so Uncle Owl who? has come up who? Uncle Owl who? is who? oh for god's sake oh my god <laughs> I'm so upset <laughs> oh twice okay <laughs> What else did... Oh, I don't know if we've done any of Uncle Owl's yet. No, Uncle Owl also came up with the Mixology app uh, for drinks that require three ingredients max. So very sad. He came up with sad drinks. Um, So this is Drunk Text Interface. Uh, So it's an app that changes your phone's display to basic functions to make phone operations easier after you've had a few drinks. You cut away all the fancy functions uh, and just like a few simple things that drunk people can do. So their examples... Are, I feel like um, this one also. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, they they take away the backlight settings. Is he says that for some reason he doesn't like backlight settings when he's drunk. Um, so the new home screen has much larger text, easy navigation, numerous shortcuts, which are like a speed dial for a pizza place, a speed dial for a taxi, and it blocks your X's. Those are the things that the drunk mode does, mm. according to Uncle Owl. Okay. Here's what I would add. Okay. Blocks X's, great. Yeah. Um, enlarges possible hookups. Oh, so it like it figures out, like does it have like a predictive text algorithm that like looks through and it's like, oh, you use too many Y's in that hey. It, it this person got to get bigger. Yeah, analyzes past um, past text conversations with these people and is like, there's something brewing. Right. Um, or it uh, inputs, like, so say you hit a timer. Like, you tell it when you start getting drunk, right? I'm assuming. So, I, I, so I, I think ideal version is it has a breathalyzer. Okay. So maybe, like, when you do your breathalyzer, it'll notice that you inputted a number, like, so many minutes before you took a breathalyzer. So it's like, you met this person tonight. That's a potential hookup. Right. Heightened. Okay. Um, 
The backlight thing, I don't know that I fully understand. Is it just so you don't look dumb while looking at your phone? I think it's I, I think it's that he... I, I think what he's trying to get uh, across is that he doesn't want any of the actual phone settings. So he doesn't... He, he's like, I don't care what the brightness or dimness is when I'm drunk. Okay. Like, I'm loaded. I'm pressing these buttons with my face. I want pizza and taxi cabs and sex. That's what he wants. Do you input your own favorite pizza places? Or is it just you hit a button and it literally calls the closest pizza place to where you are right now? Okay, so I have... An idea for an integrated app which we could put into this Great. called the uh, the Pizza Compass, which has uh, two options, which is uh, close or good. Okay. So you can say, I want pizza that's close, and it just gives you the closest pizza place, and your phone, you literally hold it, and the arrow points where you have to go to get to that uh, pizza place. Is, sir, certainly not an arrow. Certainly a floating, rotating pizza slice. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The triangle, like one piece. But it's does it triangle. also give you words of encouragement? It's like, it's only 10 blocks. And then you're like, you're getting there, but like, is it guiding No, it, it's like much vaguer okay. encouragement where it's just like, it's like, you look pretty good tonight. Oh. Like, you deserve this pizza. You worked hard this week. Like, it doesn't know. Okay. That's based on nothing. It's just telling you that anyway. Love it. Uh, and then there's good, which is like, you might have to walk a little bit farther, but the pizza will be higher rated. And then the encouragement is like, I know it's further, but it's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. This cheese didn't come out of a box. <laughs> yeah, building anticipation increases reward. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's one of the things it says. Yeah. Just real flat like that. Yeah. Building anticipation increases reward. Now, what I would also like <laughs> Just... is a dual function where once you've decided on a pizza place and it's putting you on your path, mm-hmm. it alerts your potential hookups that you're going to He <laughs> puts a tracker on you? Yeah. And then so, it's a race? So then they also get a little pizza pop up on their phone, and then it's like, boom. We are know? going straight back to basics here <laughs> when it comes to, like, our evolutionary path. Yeah. Where this is literally now you're just putting a GPS on your phone that says, like, ready to mate. <laughs> it, <laughs> first, I have to eat, and then right get, to mating. I want to get full of cheese and dough. Then I want to get full of you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just get nice and gassy first. Yeah, you gotta get gassy first. Yeah, you want to yeah, yeah, make them work for it. And then shake it up. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Super flattering for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. I really like that idea. I think I, it's great. I thought at first it was gonna be like your phone locks off, so you're not a dummy. But if you could have also the added feature of anything to do with work is shut off. You can't get any work emails. You can't yeah. Get anything in that way to ruin your night. Um, I think that would be a great feature. And then you don't accidentally post to like shitty stuff. Yeah, I think the basis around these buttons should be making sure that even though you're drunk, you're only able with your phone to make sure you have a better time that night. Exactly. It's not restricting, it's aiding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all right. Well, with on that, we're, we're done. We did it. I think we made all those things better. Um, so again, I'm Mike Friday. I'm Mitchell Bradbury. Milana Ward. And these guys are sad. I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, and we will see you next time. Again, if you want to send us some uh, some pitches, uh, pitchdoctorspodcast at gmail.com, at pitchdoctorspod on Twitter, and just search pitchdoctors on Facebook and you can find our page there. Um, yeah, and I don't know, if you see one of us on the street, just yell, yell stuff at us. Um, and then uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll do that next time. So until then... Later, later.